Ah, uh, the solo podcast. Uh, it was a time of great joy. Ah, <laughs> my bad. So, Joe White, still alive. Maybe. <laughs> For now, anyway. Unfortunately, does not know how to pick up a phone. Does not. <laughs> it's against his religion. I don't believe in technology. Except for podcast-related technology. Oh, speaking of which, we can talk about this on the, the next podcast. But we, we got a couple emails about the Next Generation stuff. And one guy was like, what are you, Luddites? Not really, in, like in a joking way. But I was like, no, we just don't like crap. Yeah, and maybe we are Luddites. I'm not. I am. I like technology. I, like I don't believe in the wheel. Only squares. Yeah, how far back does that go? Things slide. They don't roll. It seems kind of arbitrary to choose a point in like the late 1800s or 1900s to stop. Like, okay, this is enough technology. Anything beyond this point. Yes, Dave. Yes. Like, Amish culture is farcical. Yeah. And arbitrary. But damn, they make these like homemade moon pies. <laughs> Every Wednesday. Uh, They're baked good. On Penn's good. campus. Yeah. They, they set up shop, and but they have apple cider in plastic jugs. It seems to me plastic wasn't around when they started doing this whole thing. They like. I'm also with- pretty sure they bring the stuff in on a truck. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of lies. Considering it takes like an hour and change to get up to Lancaster by car, I don't want to imagine what a it would be like on a horse buggy. and buggy. Yeah, could take a while. Or bicycle. Maybe but, faster by bike? I don't probably know. wouldn't be that bad by bike. All right. Today is podcast for, what is today's date? The 20, 23rd. 23rd, yes. Nice. Uh, two days from the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Two days from presents for everybody. <laughs> yes, uh, that too. Okay, we are Dave and Joel, Fast Karate for the Gentleman. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email to daveandjoel at gmail.com. You can also use... That little link we have on the website that says send me an audio, and you could send us a voicemail through that. And all you need is a microphone in your computer. And we actually did get a few voicemails, so uh, maybe we should play some of those. I haven't even heard them. How do you listen to those? Uh, just go to the, it's audio.com. I'll give you the login information. Nice. But uh, what else? Oh, so you know that website, Dig? Yeah. I guess they just started doing podcasts. Okay. So I heard about it on... The Geek Nights podcast. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll sign us up for it, because why not? And now we have something like 25 or so digs. Really? And I I haven't told anybody (laughs) about it. So I don't know if people are just really dedicated, but I've never brought this up, ever. Like, I just posted it myself, and then I dug our own podcast. (laughs) And then the next day I checked, and we had 17 other people doing it. So I was like, wow. Hey, thanks, guys, I guess. That's pretty cool. Dave, Dave I don't want to alarm you, but uh, I voted for our podcast 24 times. Oh, man. Because I really dig it. Well, I dig it a lot, too, but I guess the whole thing with Dig is that if you don't do anything with those accounts for two weeks, they go away. Really? Yeah. I didn't really do that, either. <laughs> I could have assumed, considering <laughs> I recognize some of the names. Now I don't know what to do. It's like... Because there's a whole bunch of other anime podcasts. And as far as anime podcasts go, we're ranked fairly high. Like, we're never... We're not going to beat Geek Nights. They have something like 100. Well, and, that, they also produce so many shows yeah. that we'll never keep up. And Anime World Order has, like, 50-something. But everybody else is more reasonable. Like, we could overtake Anime Pulse. I hate them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for, for a while, nobody knew how to 
you know how we have that little image next to our no you yeah. don't know yes it's i do <laughs> i look at that page quite frequently uh yeah so we us and the weekly anime review were the only people that had that little image and daryl Surratt was sending me instant messages like how do you get that picture what's the secret <laughs> I was like, I'll send him on a way of misdirection. Yeah, right. I don't know, dude. It just showed up. That's, <laughs> that's totally how the internet ignorance. works. <laughs> really? There's an image on our site? We have his website? A, a what? Podcast? I don't know. I don't think so. Screw you, Surat. Mm. So we didn't really do any prep work with the voicemails or anything. Like, we didn't listen to them. Well, I listened to them, but Joel hasn't. So we'll talk about them next week. Or if I don't think there's any left that refer to gaming, so we can't talk about them on, for the Wednesday podcast. But for next Saturday, you will be hearing all sorts of voicemails and stuff. You will be hearing yourself via voicemail on the internet. And won't that be weird? Because you're gonna and you're gonna be, be like, like I, I don't sound like that, but you do. It won't be like that lame thing that you do where you sit in the basement and record your voice saying you're great, I like you, and then play it back like you've got friends. I actually do that and then go to sleep with it in my, in my ears. <laughs> so it's like subliminal messaging. Uh, that explains the unusual, unusually high levels of self confidence. <laughs> I think it's probably just because I am that great, Joe. <laughs> Less I checked anyway. So, I guess you want to start talking about Dan Gallo. Do we have to talk it's about it? It's going to be brutal. Do we have to talk about it? That's the law of the internet. Let's start this out by, by saying something that uh, will really just sort of set the stage for Dan Gallo. This is a giant robot anime that blows. Yeah. That's a difficult task. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to wreck the formula on these. Because everybody knows... Like, the the whole Get a Robo thing, they're not that great. Well, they are that great. But it's not a whole lot of work to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. You basically recycle the same plot you've been running since 1911. It's like Betty Crocker brownies. They're delicious. But it takes you, like, five minutes to put them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, so just, that, it's not a difficult task, and it will please a great number of people. Yeah, so it doesn't really take away from the flavor of the brownies slash robot show that it takes no work. But if you were to say, try and put together these Betty Crocker brownies and somehow screw it up, people would be like, whoa. I'll tell you how you screw that up. That's work. You're making your Betty Crocker brownies and you look up at your spice rack and you're like, hmm, I think I want to add a little juice to these brownies. Yeah. I wonder what brownies and cumin would taste like. Let's stick a little emerald in this brownie. <laughs> Perhaps some basil in my brownies will be delicious. Time. Tarragon, why not? <laughs> Paprika. Pe- Cardamom. Pe- paprika is the universal spice. It can paprika. go in anything. Is paprika even like, it's not a spice. It's not like there's a paprika plant. <laughs> it's like a, a mixture. Uh, I don't know about that, Joel. Was it like Bolivia's second greatest export next Behind to cocaine? cocaine. <laughs> Thank you, Ava Morales. Oh, man. Dan Gallo. Dan Gallo. The show about robots. And Is it about robots, Dave? Maybe. <laughs> they definitely involve themselves with the robot for at least a brief period of time. Somewhat inexplicably. But what's the, what's the name of this show? Dan oh, Gaio, Ultimate Transformation, or Ultimate Transformers. Hyper Combat Unit, Dan Gaio, the Ultimate Transformers. God, whenever they do that thing where they have 
like a, a modifier above the name, that should just guarantee that it's good. It's like how <laughs> when you're fighting Zelda bosses, it's always like Walking Terror, Magnificent Spider, something yeah. like that. That just makes it so much better. But yet, Dangayo screwed it up. You screwed it up. You couldn't even, like, it's... You're trying to follow the formula and you mess it up. And it's not a hard formula. It's like in science class when you have to mix the two things to make a sublimate. Like, that's not hard to do. Like, the whole thing, it's like three steps. It's like take tube one, take tube two, pour them together. Yeah, it's a, it's a one-step proof in you're not, geometry. You're not exactly re- refining steel here. <laughs> and even that's not that hard by some chemical standards. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, this isn't a... The, Synthesis of some new element that yeah. will exist for Californium. You already used that joke on this podcast. Yeah, I think it's because I read an article about it and I was like, ooh. Einsteinium. Einsteinium? Is that a real thing? Yeah. How long did it exist? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really go out of my well, way. Well, that's all. I mean, its existence is relative. <laughs> hi <laughs> But yeah, Dangayo, um, it's kind of like this mashup of a whole bunch of different robot shows. Well, it's got the planes from Robotech, the transformation sequence of Getter Robo. The villains from Robotech, and it's really a matchup of Getter Robo and Robotech. Robotech. Yeah, well, it it doesn't actually have the villains from Robotech. It's just the doctor who's, he's like this weird Svengali guy. Like, he's maybe caused them to be amnesia, like, he's maybe caused them to have amnesia. He seems to hold them in this spaceship against their will. If the first, if the prologue part is to be believed, uh, and yet he's like their best friend. Eventually, yeah. Okay, well, let's start off. Let's explain why there's a prologue. The reason there's a prologue is that when Manga licenses uh, DVD, they decided well, once they. I think that Manga licenses, and we're like, what have we done? This is terrible. It's so terrible that we cannot put a full three episodes out there in the public. <laughs> There'll be pandemonium. People will be jumping out of buildings. Yeah, this was like ten years ago, too, when there wasn't that much stuff. Yeah, and they, they knew that they had something terrible. Like this wasn't safe. So what they did is they, they excluded the entire first episode. <laughs> the first episode that you know might have explained everything that was happening. Or at least put it in some sort of context. And instead what they give you is this... 15 minute long clip segment Is with it voiceovers. 15 minutes? Because if it was 15 minutes, why don't you just put the whole episode in? Why? Well, I, I don't know. That's what I thought, actually. <laughs> like, as I was watching this, I was like, why don't I just put in the whole thing at this point? Instead of these, like, cheesy, obvious freeze frames where you just freeze it and, like, flash the person's name yeah. because you've cut out so much of the show, the characters can't even be introduced in context. Yeah. Well, that's where they have the narrator to come in and tell them. Everybody has extremely advanced psychic powers held back by some ridiculous disability. <laughs> like one of them, one one of them is too, shy. Yeah, one of them is too shy. Uh, one of them's their inability to use psychic powers is immaturity. Yeah. One uh, of them is a pacifist. That's like the most believable one. Like, <laughs> he's too shy. He never got the guts up to uh, ask Betty Brown out to the sock hop. Yeah. And that really stymied his psychic growth. And the other girl, she's like, I don't, I'm morally opposed to using my incredible psychic abilities to dismember aggressors. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. Sissy. <laughs> and the last one is like, she's too dumb to use psychic powers. Well, she doesn't like, really have she any. She doesn't really have psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a go getter. Her powers is being a bitch. Yeah. 
she's uh, all she does is yell a lot. Apparently, she's she's got some kind of super strength. I mean, yeah. from what I can see, but well, she does yell and break that guy's sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your power, Bulldike? <laughs> Ouch! That's going to be upsetting some people on the interwebs. Uh, probably not. You think a whole lot of girls listen to the show? You think a whole lot of lesbians <laughs> listen to the show? I can dream. It's, let's say if the female contingent is one percent, <laughs> we have and the lesbian contingent estimated conservatively is ten percent of the female population as a whole. Which is actually that's very generous. Let's say five percent. That's so, still pretty generous. So, seeing as how we have, if we even have fourteen <laughs> listeners. <laughs> We've got uh, like one one hundred and fourteenth of a lesbian paying attention to this podcast. That person is way in the closet. <laughs> they're so deep in the closet they don't even know they're in the closet. <laughs> yes, but anyway, they're finding stuff from like preschool back there. <laughs> to back to Dangayo, I the, guess <laughs> the real problem is like the show didn't have to be that bad. All right, you've got psychic powered. Uh, like team of four that also has a robot. Yeah, that like, also has a robot. I could buy just psychic powers or just robot, and you put them together logically. And this is where Dangayo goes wrong, and this is where you know the Dangayo brownie goes wrong because <laughs> you're like, you know what? I really love spaghetti. I'm gonna take my spaghetti sauce and I'm gonna add it to my brownies. Because <laughs> how could those things be bad? <laughs> They're delicious. Put those hands together. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's just a bad plan, guys. And uh, they should have looked up in their anime cookbook. Yeah. And followed the recipe. Yeah, you do have to follow the recipe. This is something I've learned over my long life of teaching myself how to cook. Is that <laughs> they put those proportions in there for a reason. And when and it, they say you have three robot pilots, or <laughs> when you say this is the villain you're supposed to fight, or how about don't make your characters totally queer all the time. <laughs> it's like they took all... You know, in all these shows, there's a, there's a one pilot that's like a loser. Like... Not really in the new new Get a Robo, but in the original Get a Robo, uh, Musashi was like a fat loser, and he's like falling all over himself. And he's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" I guess he kind of is in the new one too. Yeah, stupid Buddhist monk. <laughs> what a chump! <laughs> I like women. What but, do you like? But that's what every character is in Dan Gayo. Yeah, it's like the fourteen-year-old princess who cries all over herself, and. The the girl that can't bear to raise up arms against her oppressor, so they just knock her into a tree and bury her in a snow drift. <laughs> her one weakness. Well, the, that guy uses snow pretty effectively, I gotta yeah. say. <laughs> that was actually one of the better parts of the show, when later on that one girl is just walking around, and this big like snow boulder falls on her head. And the guy walks out of the darkness. Surprise attack! And... Well, I didn't understand like what it was at first. I thought it was going to be... Uh... Like that capture ball from uh, whatever it was, the, the island. island. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was gonna like land on her and she'd be trapped in a force field, and instead just like crushed down on her. <laughs> I was shocked and awed. I was actually kind of happy because I'm like, finally, she's if dead. they kill all these female pilots off, they'll be able to recruit. They could keep the butch one. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be able to recruit real robot pilots. Yeah, like the ones from Get a Robo. You know, or even Macross. <laughs> yeah, I would take Macross. Macross Plus. They're really conflicted, but there's only ever one female robot pilot in Macross. I don't even remember. 
She was like the main character for a while. Which Macross? I can't remember. The first one? No, the second. Macross 2? Yeah. Well, that was a... That was only an OVA. Like, there were only four of those. Wasn't that the chick, though? I don't remember. I could have just been... There re- was a chick in that movie, but All right, that well, movie was terrible. <laughs> Maybe that was why. I think uh, Dave has said it many of the time. Chicks do not make good robot pilots. Understandably so. We've all watched Voltron. <laughs> she was a replacement, too. And then... Well, the... And the she other- was a placement for a guy that couldn't keep himself alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch Jane Get a Robo, or any Get a Robo, the chick gets killed because she messes up well, the that combination. Well, that was in the second one, yeah. Or third one. And uh, Dan Guy OI actually keeps with this because all of the pilots are constantly being distracted by some ridiculous thing. Because they do that like emotional synthesis thing where if everybody's not working together and keeping their minds on their well, tasks... Well, it's like, like the Evangelion, like the sync rate with the robot. you, you got to be full on. In, in real robot shows, you don't need any of that. You just have to be angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least willing to be loud. And <laughs> The worst part is like, this is one thing that I've never really understood in robot shows. Whenever they're in like full robot mode... Everyone has a full set of controls. Mm-hmm. What are the other three people doing? Like, do they all control a limb? Is I mean, I don't even think Voltron operated that way. I yeah. think one guy was definitely commanding the robot. And the other two were kind of just... Or other four were kind of just there. Yeah. That's how it was in, like, Getter Robo. Like, you know, when they were in Getter 1 mode, like, yeah, the, the other two would just be, like, sitting there, taking like... Taking a nap. Playing cards. <laughs> He's wearing like the coveralls with the straw hat. He's got like the little thing of grass sticking out Playing of his Playing a banjo. <laughs> and then, you know, Getter 2's pilots like down there. <laughs> are you guys doing do, do, dueling do, do, banjos do, 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 again? Do, 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 do. I'm fighting a monster! <laughs> Listen, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't Tell know. me when Getter 2's coming around. <laughs> I'm not oh, gonna... wait, Getter 2 sucks. Is the monster underground? No. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pilot a robot until at least episode 4. So get off my back, alright? But yeah, I, you know, Dangai also, like, they don't get to Dangaio fast enough. Or ever. Yeah. What do they, they, they use him twice in the length of the show. Like, once at the beginning and once at the end. And then between the, they're kind of just hanging around. If you have a giant robot, I'd be taking you're going to use it. Exactly. I'd be taking it out to get pizza. Like, anytime I had an errand to run, I'd just be like, I'm going to take Dangaio. <laughs> I mean, I could just drive the Corolla, but hey. You got the keys? <laughs> you don't want to let it idle. Like, that's when bad things happen. <laughs> you got to take it out at least once a week. <laughs> got to make sure everything's running right. You got to keep the tubes lubed and whatever. But yeah, <laughs> people are at the Pizza Hut. Like, all of a sudden, you're like the sonic boom of your rocket boots coming down. What the heck? I didn't order olives. Papers are flying everywhere. Psychic wave! But yeah... That's the other problem. Like, Dangayo has way too many moves. Mm-hmm. Like, we could all get behind Getter Robo because there were two things that were going to happen. Getter Tomahawk or Getter Beam. Yeah, they didn't even bother naming the other <laughs> stuff. Like, Getter 2 and Getter 3 don't have any moves. <laughs> well, they got, like, you know, that's, shoulder missiles. That's because they're just a stopgap. <laughs> the reason they're there is to get the enemy out of the... Uh, <laughs> The um, unfriendly climate. Like, yeah. if they're underground, they're there to force him above ground, so Getter 1 can finish the job. Or if, or if he's underwater, then Getter 3 comes out, shoots some missiles, he surfaces, and then Getter 1 <laughs> finishes the job. It is true. I think uh, it was a, a pretty poor 
uh, strategic choice to make Getter Beam only available to one form of your robot. Pretty poor, pretty brilliant. They were like, whoa, these other two robot forms are totally weak. I can't believe we've built these. In- <laughs> That's like Getter Beam was the last thing they added, and they're like, they were looking at the designs, and it's like, I'm so glad we fired Takashi. <laughs> Who designed these things? He's got like wrestling moves and junk programmed in. We've got a freaking tomahawk. When am I ever going to need to put someone what is this, in a lasso arms? Ridiculous! God, that guy. They like open up a window and start throwing staplers at him as he's on his way to his car. He's like, "You guys, whatever." There was a complicated review process. I'm not solely responsible. This is scapegoating. <laughs> I won't stand for your straw man argument. <laughs> but anyway, like. Dengo, like, has all these, like, you, there's no emotional buildup. Like, you know, they're not, like, fighting the demon. And in Get a Robo, I mean, they could just show up and get her beam the crap out of him, like, to start with. And, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, you might say, well, that would give us ten minutes of your life back. But it would have been ten minutes wasted not watching Get yeah. a Robo. Come on, man. If they made enough Get a Robo that you didn't have to do anything else ever... Ah, we're turning this into a Get a Robo podcast. <laughs> this this is how crazy bad Dangayo is. It's a giant robot anime that's so terrible. We have to like defend the genre by talking about Get a Robo. Yeah, but yeah, Dangayo has a bunch of moves. Uh, he's got the rocket punch, the sword, and the, the the ninja stars from his shoulder pads. Yeah, he like shoots ninja stars at stuff. Pretty lame. Yeah. And, well, and it's something like it's ninja stars by themselves aren't lame. However, there's nothing ninja. About, about a 300-foot-tall robot. robot. Unless it was dressed like a ninja. Yeah, oh, and, like, trying to use stealth. It's like, like <laughs> they're panning over, like, a city, and, like, is he, like, crouching behind a building? It reminds me of, uh... At the and, like, e- every time it moves, this ent- enormous dust cloud, like, trips off. You've seen uh, the Doom movie, right? Yes. At the end, when uh, The Rock and, like, the other guy are fighting, and The Rock's got the BFG, and he's tiptoeing around with this gun that's taller than he is. <laughs> he's doing, like, the Elmer Fudd walk. <laughs> That was so lame. The BFG was stupid. It was like one shot, he missed, and, it and nothing wall. blew up. <laughs> like, the BFG was supposed to be like an atomic blast. Like, it cleaned out entire rooms of the toughest bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it kill a cyber demon in like nah. one? Oh. It took more than that, but it killed basically everything else. Everything that wasn't a boss type character. But yeah, Dangayo is just like the, the ninja stars he shoots, like, come out of his shoulders and his thighs. <laughs> I mean, points for originality, I guess. Well, you wouldn't expect robot attacks to come from there. I mean, I would like it. Might be kind of cool if he was like wrestling and then started shooting yeah. him out. Then, like guys would, the guy going, would grab his arms and be like, "Aha, I have you!" And he's like, "Oh, do you?" And apparently, these ninja stars are incredibly powerful because they lopped off that one robot's arm in one hit. Why use anything else? Yeah. Well, that's this whole show is, like, why did they wait to do this move? <laughs> you always think that about everything. It's like, we were watching, before this was all, we were watching The Lord of the Rings, and it was that scene where Minas Tirith has been overrun, and they're on their way through Oz Gilead, and, like, you know, the Nazgul are sweeping over the plane and killing everyone, and then Gandalf rides out and chases them away in, like, three seconds. <laughs> it's like, why wasn't he just there? Yeah, it's like, hey, Gandalf, why don't you just hang out in between, you know, help a brother out. For reals. Wizard of many colors. Considering the wizards in that series are supposed to be basically God. If you, like, read the other books, I guess. Yeah. So thanks a lot, God. Yeah. Good hookup. <laughs> Whatever. I help those who help themselves. <laughs> As he's riding back into the city. 
Yeah, but that's yeah. the whole thing. They have all these ridiculous powers that we didn't they even never describe use. the powers of the Dangayo team without a robot. <laughs> like even besides the robot, they have special psychic abilities as espers. Yeah, which I just found out from the Ninja Consultant slash Anime World Order podcast that an esper is someone who uses ESP. They are an ESP er. er. <laughs> Which really puts a different slant on Final Fantasy VI now yeah. that I know what espers are. Uh, I, are espers anything else? Do they? Is that exclusively from Japan? No. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm certain that esper is a word. <laughs> but maybe it's always meant ESP-er. And I well, they don't even... Knew. But the problem is in, in Final Fantasy, those aren't capitalized. It doesn't look like an acronym. Well, it's not, it's not capitalized, ever. Yeah. It's always spelled like that. Which means it's not an acronym, Japan. <laughs> Heads up, guys. Well, you know, let's give them some credit. What? Final Fantasy is a good series. Maybe they did their homework. <laughs> and, you know, we're dealing with Dangayo, which clearly did not do its homework. Dangayo doesn't even know what homework is. <laughs> Directed by the fine people that brought us such classics as Apocalypse Zero and written by the guy who directed md geist if your directorial abilities include md geist your writing must be better right Not just md geist but right? genocyber <laughs> i how do these people keep getting jobs like when you hear about the guy that like directed md geist you're like wow they must have taken him out on the street and shot him the first question no. is how did they make another <laughs> md geist i think like, this is after it's, the first one, nobody was like, whoa, this is, we gotta, we gotta cut this off. This is like Hitler in 1937. He's taking over Poland. But no, yeah, like, what, what are you thinking? I th- you know, Japan is like supposed to be this super stern culture that rewards only the greatest. Yeah. And maybe that really just means that anime is just some segment of the population in Japan that failed at everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's so this bad shit. that this is good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is the only thing they were good at. So instead of just killing a thousand people, Japan gave them anime. It's like, <laughs> here, you can draw cartoons. Stay away from everyone else. Good job, Koichi Ohada. You're going straight <laughs> to the top. Him and Rumiko Takahashi are like hanging out, drinking champagne. Like, $150,000 a model. They're like, oh, we totally scammed the world. They've like cornered the market between MD Geist and everything that she's made. It's like the same show. <laughs> Ranma, Yasha, One Half, <laughs> Kimigori, Orange Road. <laughs> it's true. They're all the same. But yeah, like these, uh, the ESPers or ESPers. Or whatever, you know, like NASA engineers. Are By the all way, NASA-ers. none of them use uh, telepathic abilities. No. Well, they do. I don't know. Do they? Yeah. All that, like, ray guns shooting out of my fingers. That's not telepathic. What is it, telekinetic? Telekinetic. ESP refers to a very specific thing <laughs> extrasensory perception. Uh, the ability to read thoughts. Yes, well, anyway, these people are able to. Well, one of them can shoot stuff with their fingers. Yeah, like little kids. Playing cops and robbers, like pew pew. But it's a, it's a really powerful beam because she. Well, just, that's well, that's yeah. They all have abilities like uh, the chick who can shoot stuff with her finger, like can blow up robots' heads. Just well, what's really pointing. funny about it is when she does the finger thing, she does like the two-handed finger thing. Like if she was holding a gun, she like grabs her other hand. It's like yo, got a brace for recoil. Yeah, the recoil. <laughs> you gotta watch out. Then the other one, uh, he can just like it's basically like cannonball from the X Men. <laughs> Where he can just run through yeah, stuff. Nobody and he has, like, can a force slow him feed. down. 
Can't nobody slow my stride. Can't nobody slow me down. Oh, oh no. I've got my psychic powers. And uh, the other chick is like super strong, which is apparently a psychic ability, <laughs> which I would just call being really strong. Maybe her <laughs> muscles are imbued with psychicality. They never explain anything. They're just like, she's an esper. She doesn't look like an esper. She's an esper. That's her psychic power. I think she never just, having to use hairspray. I think she just beat up the doctor so she would <laughs> yeah. let her into the club. It's like I'm on this team too. <laughs> and the other one has like uh, I don't know the ability to cry. Yeah, or be Superman because she can just do whatever she wants when she feels like it, which is apparently only at you know the very end. And even then, not really. All of a sudden, all the three girls are helpless at the end of the show, and they need the guy to save them, even though they're not. They're not, like, tied up or anything. They're not in any way restricted that would stop them from using their psychic powers. They just don't. And they're like, come on, guy. You got to wake up from our coma and save us. And yeah. Like, she's like, she's pleading with him. like, you got to wake up. And he does wake up. And you want to know why he wakes up? Because the coma wasn't strong enough to hold him. <laughs> yeah. You know those comas. Not that tough. Uh, we're waking up from comas left and right. That's part of your psychic abilities. Exactly. I mean, I... I think I probably, you know what, I I could wake up from a coma. I bet I could. I probably could. Especially one of those like chemically induced comas that these aliens put people into. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the you, only. The only you gotta hit me in the back of the head with the bat <laughs> before I'm going down. Unless you drill a hole into my brain, I'm not staying in that coma. Mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a punk. Then <laughs> <laughs> the oh yeah. We we almost forgot about Gilberg. Yeah, Gilberg, the the main bad guy, <laughs> the ultimate uh, Jewish shadow emperor. Simon, <laughs> like, before you even talk about him, you have to talk about the fact that he's not the bad guy. First, we had this doctor who, according to the prologue, was the bad guy. Then became their best friend. Well, that that must then have been the like, first episode. <laughs> then there's like some weird like captain. Uh, he's called a captain, but he's clearly like a general. And uh, he's leading some, like, almighty army across the universe, destroying it. And apparently Dongayo is the only thing that can stand in his way. But Dongayo never But Dongayo can't even fight Gilberg, who is the nemesis that appears out of nowhere. Well, he shows up in the very beginning of the show and rips his own eye out as, a, as an oath, oath to yeah. say that I'm going to get Dongayo. And then... He just shows up later on. Like, after they're well, in no, the middle of their in the great prologue, adventure. Even in the prologue, they show his... He's in some, like, mecha suit, and it gets destroyed. And that's why... Because he's a robot by the time we meet him again. Or he's, like, partially a robot, only his head is non-robotic. Oh, really? I yeah, he's like a cyborg. That. It doesn't matter. Because, I mean, spoilers. The show doesn't end. Gilbert's still alive. The general's still alive. And Don Gaio is floating in bits and pieces around some planet. Yeah. The future does not look bright. Yeah, so I think they lost. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I like how it goes to Gilberg, and he's like, Don Gaio, you got lucky, but I only have to get lucky once. And I was like, so do they. Yeah, if they actually finally you're, kill you. You're just as vulnerable. Like, why are you invincible to death, but they're not? And apparently they're not, because they're floating around in space. With the robot busted up, and they're still not dead. And the doctor who built the robot, dead. <laughs> Maybe I don't, no, he's dead. His, it, ro- his his ship blew up. Okay, but his ship blows up, and then he comes back, and then he gets it. Remember, you know they're 
they do the standard manga dub thing where they curse a lot. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to get you, fucker. And then the Gilberg's like, no, you're fucked, dickhead. And like, he, <laughs> he shoots him with the giant chest laser. And he's like, oh, no, I'm fucked. But then like five <laughs> minutes later, he comes back and he's like, good job, Dangoyo team. And then they're like, thanks, dude. And he's like, oh, no, look out. The robot's back again. Confirm your kill, man. <laughs> yeah. The dub is really funny. The poor production value, uh, you know, suggested by the fact that they cut out an entire episode, yeah, is then you know confirmed. I also read that they changed the entire story. Really, I'm willing to bet that that guy's name was not in fact Gil Burke. <laughs> it's like a guy who owns a deli in New York. It's hey, like- you want a you want a character named in my anime after you? <laughs> you have to pay for that sandwich. <laughs> No, really. Then Keith Burgess is like, listen, I'm not paying for the sandwich, and you're getting a guy in an anime named after you. Well, I swear to God, I will eat you, and I'm big enough to do it, because I'm Keith Burgess. <laughs> hey, you call this a manga dub? I think uh, most of the inspiration for manga's um, dubs were conversations that Keith Burgess had with people on the streets of New York. <laughs> like someone would run into him and be like, you're fucked, dickhead. It's like, no, you're fucked. That's a brilliant exchange. I gotta write that Hold down. Hold on, sir. Quick, somebody give me a pen. <laughs> it's like, Nowadays sir. Nowadays they have PDAs. Sir, <laughs> you're writing that on the back of a hoagie. <laughs> Oh no, now I can't eat it. Oh or no. Can I? <laughs> no, it's oh no, this hoagie's not gonna last long enough for me to ride it on anything real. <laughs> I already ate it while I was talking. <laughs> Keith Burgess is gonna kill us. <laughs> oh, there are worse ways to go. It's true. Uh you could go having to watch Don Gayo. Forever. Yeah. Is terrible. Is that like the seventh layer of hell? Yeah, it's uh, it's right there up there with the people in a frozen tundra buried up to their necks. Just below being eaten forever by Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, it's questionable. It really depends on your mental fortitude. Yeah, because this, this uh, Cerberus, yeah, you know, that's physical pain. Yeah. This hurts your soul. Mm-hmm. Cripples you from the inside out. Corrupts the very essence of your being. I'm going to weep myself to sleep tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Why wait? I'm going to start right now. (laughs) No! Finger gun. Is he going back to the trash can? Don't worry about it. Jerry! It's your dinner. (laughs) Soup's on. Uh, I'll just throw the bag away.